youtube.com slash mayhew mayhem. That's youtube.com slash m-a-y-h-e-w-m-a-y-h-e-m. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? It's me, Greg. And we are once again joined by the man whose face looks like a hairy scrotum. Nick from YouTube.com slash Man. And also joining us is my hetero life mate, Emmanuel. As I said, welcome to 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. And tell me, Nick, why is this the podcast your mother can be ashamed of? Because I keep reusing the same jokes, and I realized the other day that I'm not really all that funny. I just put in a lot of work, and uh, it seems to be dumb people really enjoy my jokes. That is exactly correct. Before we started recording this episode, Greg was telling us about thinking about possibly peanut buttering his ball, a dick and balls, and then, you know, trying to get his dog to lick them so he could, you know, get that attention. So, Greg, run us through your thought process on that. Um... Okay, my thought process was, one, fuck you, two, I never said that, and three, <laughs> go fuck yourself. With that being said, let's take a quick commercial break. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is Greg. Hi. Greg, are you a virgin? Yes. This is Greg in 30 Minutes of Mayhem Apparel. Tell me, Greg, are you still a virgin? <laughs> Yes. Then I don't know what your fucking problem is. Because 30 minutes of mayhem has gotten me laid. If you want to help get Greg laid, email us 30 minutes of mayhem at gmail.com. Hashtag take Greg's V card. Or if you want my face on your body, head over to mayhumayhem.spreadshirt.com. Unlike me, maybe a 30 minutes of mayhem shirt will have others saturated by your sweet succulents. I doubt that. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you already know this, but every once in a while, our sessions when we record are so good that it ends up being multiple episodes sometimes, two or three episodes from one session because there's too much that's too good to cut out. On this particular episode, there was stuff from episode 86 that I really enjoyed and would not fit into 86. In episode 86, we talked about the topic of how will I perceive existence after death? And I really enjoyed Greg's answer so much. So I wanted to use it here because I also have other clips from episode 86 that were not used in the original episode that I thought deserved the justice of being heard. So let's first start with Greg's answer to the question of how will I perceive existence after death? Greg, what, what do you think about this existential crisis? crisis? I, crisis? Yeah, I was going to say crisis. Crisis. Um, <laughs> Christ. This existential Christ is what? 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 No, no, he's uh, a Christus. That's uh, the be like racist against Jesus. <clears throat> oh, Jesus crisis. Can you just get back on the topic? <laughs> yeah. Um mainly because I suffer from depression and you know that kind of makes me feel like I, I think about death a lot because of that. Do you like have, that that's uh, suicidal that's ideations always... because if you do we need to dial in somebody else here real quick. No, I Nothing that, like, would it be considered, like, where I would actually go through with it. Like, I mean, I've thought of, like... So you feel you know, like you would be better, better. Off, you would be better off dead, but you don't... Yeah, like, there are some ideas. times where I get really depressed, and I feel like I'd be better off dead, but I never, like, actually come anywhere 
close to like actually going through with hurting myself. I do get to thinking about it a lot because sometimes it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know I mean I was I was raised Catholic and everything and that's why I, I uh, suicidal thoughts. <laughs> and I mean I still believe in God and uh, and all that. I mean I don't really consider myself part of a religion or anything, but I still like believe in God and everything. But at the same time, I also I can say I believe in God because I mean that's where religious belief is called religious belief because you believe in it but i don't know for a fact that there is or is not a god so i've always wondered like what's gonna fucking happen to me when i die am i gonna actually like is there gonna actually be an afterlife like i really hope to god there is because fuck, i would hate it if this was the only life i got if this was the only life i got that would suck. Your afterlife is the fact that you will be put into a dark space and forced to listen to Avenged Sevenfold's afterlife for all of eternity. <laughs> like that's that's just always something that's been on my mind. I mean that and that's surprisingly enough, that's actually one of the reasons why I have not actually gone through with any suicidal thoughts I have is because I'm worried that what if this is the only life I have? If I killed myself, that was it. There would be nothing else afterwards, and well, like you, that, you wouldn't know. Though. Is, yeah, I, I know that, but at the same time, that, just, that thing, scares right? me because it's just like, oh my god, I would just end it without like having a chance to experience anything else in life. And but you just, but you wouldn't know that you didn't experience anything else if that was your thought. If it's just and it's black and that's it or nothing like everything just stops like not that you can see or feel anything it's just that's it well yeah no no i i I mean like it would be yeah you wouldn't have any like consciousness anymore it would just be like you're gone but that that still scares me because it's just like i don't want to just end i don't want to just be like that's it that's it you're you're gone you're you're done like i don't i don't want that 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 is like a horrifying thought to me so like i really want there to be more after death even if it's not like what we typically perceive as an afterlife or anything like that but i just i just hope there's something something when you die that something happens like i just i don't want this to just be the only life that i have because i i just it's just it's scary to think that to think that wow i after this everything would be over and done with it because i mean the way my life is going i don't know if if uh my life's gonna really be all that spectacular by the time uh i finally reach the end the end of my life so i just really don't want this to be the only goddamn life i have so just something that keeps me up at night what if after this life you have a next life to where you're the exact opposite of what you are now so like instead of never having sex you've never masturbated because you're too busy having so much sex <laughs> you reincarnation <laughs> Also from episode 86, we covered a topic about ever have a paranormal experience or an experience you thought was at least paranormal because it could not be explained. In episode 86, Greg was the only one that got to answer the question, but there were other good answers and I felt like they deserved their time as well. Let's hear some other answers other than Greg's from originally from episode 86. 
back whenever I was going to college, my one friend happened to own a venue uh, where I think it was uh, two people were murdered and one killed themselves. Nice. So obviously having all the recording equipment and ways of editing it that we had at the university, we're going to go in and we're going to do something fun with that shit. So we did a night of ghost hunting. We were in the basement doing all this crazy shit. Uh, One of the people who was there apparently watched a lot of ghost hunters, I assume. They were like talking to the spirits and all that. And then we're downstairs in the um, kitchen. She's like, my grandma used to be in here all the time. And me being me, I was just talking to them, you know, talking to the people I was there with. And I was start, just start talking shit on someone. And then all of a sudden, the uh, calculator that was there, the one that rings up receipts, just started spitting paper out and making noise. And I was just like, oh, what the shit was that? And just turned around. She's like, yeah, my grandmother used to just sit there and she's the one who ran the numbers mostly. Anytime someone talked shit in her kitchen, she got pissed. And I was like, oh, God, yes. My shit talking has stirred the demons. <laughs> but uh, we went back and we uh, checked the recording of that. While you hear it going off, you also hear like this whispering noise in the background. So that shit was kind of freaky. Fear of paranormal. The idea of like walking in my house and like say I come out of my bedroom and like a turn and I'm going to go down the steps. But at the other end of the hall where the bathroom or whatever is, there's just this old man standing there with one arm and a crooked dick, right? Like, but he's not actually there. It's like an apparition, you know what I mean? Because at this point he's died because it's been a long time since he gave Greg that candy from the candy machine. If it was just an apparition, he was standing there, it'd be fucking terrifying because you would think that there was another person in your house. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there with like walking out of my room, huge gut, two belly buttons because my dick is so small and it's receded inside of itself. But as Negan walking down the hallway and now I got to fight this old man with one arm with a crooked dick now if he was an apparition nothing's gonna happen but if he's a real person i'm gonna have to fight him yeah i'm gonna have to throw a a one-armed old man down my steps you know know what i'm saying like the idea of that's fucking terrifying to me but if he's an apparition it's nothing you know what i mean like what if he like you know we've all seen enough horror movies to where if he runs out it's gonna scare the shit out of you i think it's that just fucking millionth of a second to where you don't know whether it's a human or not that is what is terrifying to me that yeah. never existed before in me until i started getting older I was still kind of like superstitious at the time and something happened to me during college where I just was like not sleeping as well as I should have like even when I like slept I didn't really like sleep it's really mm-hmm. bizarre and I actually got so bad to the point where like the only way where I was going to sleep at night was uh I'd stay up until I'd pass out like I just couldn't Jesus. like yeah thinking about it too much i uh i started to become like increasingly paranoid and later on I ended up having sleep paralysis which was absolutely terrifying to me. So how my room was positioned is I was in the basement. It was sectioned off into two rooms, and one of them was through this curtain. And this curtain was basically fucking, like, moving and shit, tormenting me in a way. It was just, like, because your mind, like, plays, like, huge tricks on you when you're in this state. Absolutely terrified me at the time. I was too paranoid to, like, sleep in my own room for, like, several months. I actually, like, moved my, like, shit upstairs. I thought it was, like, I thought it was being haunted or something. Like, I didn't know what the fuck it was until I, like, basically put two and two together. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sleep-deprived. I'm uh, stressed out. All this other shit. But I actually got, like, therapy and help and shit. And then it didn't even take that long. It was just, like, a couple weeks of just, like, going through some exercises and I was good. But in that period of time, I thought I was being haunted by a fucking demon. And he looks behind the curtain now. Me. And it's this dead ass old man with one arm with a crooked dick. <laughs> God damn it, stop <laughs> I was watching the whole time. <laughs> 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 He's
he's like, you, you got any leather in here? Because it's the only way I can get off <laughs> is if I jerk off with leather. Oh, God. You ever been watching Bukaki porn and want to hear something other than the guys groaning as they burst on the girl's face? Well, I have the solution for you. 30 Minutes of Mayhem gives you an enjoyable listening experience, and it's easily accessible on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. While watching a girl getting bathed in and gargle gallons of guy goo. 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. This is Nostalgia Bomb. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Nostalgia Bomb. Today, we are talking about the launch of Nickelodeon's original programming. This episode is episode 91, and as many of us know, 1991 was when Nickelodeon's original programming first aired. Specifically, the original three shows that aired on Nickelodeon for its original programming were The Rugrats, Doug, and Ren and Stimpy. From there, they created a massive media empire that still lives on to this day. So, for today's topic, we'll be talking about what shows from Nickelodeon were our favorites, and how was it a big impact on our lives, and if we still watch some of those shows to this day. So let's get started, shall we? I want to just right, start. Was that good? A beautiful intro. <laughs> thank no, thank was... you. I kind of stuttered a couple times and like I'm kicking myself for that. But hey, with with <laughs> editing, with editing, those stutters will be gone. Trust me. And you did an excellent job. So yeah, those ends never happened as far as we're concerned. <laughs> yes. There is that a first really time for everything, Greg, that should give you so much hope. <laughs> I know. Who I, wants it, to punch Greg's V-card might be able to happen <laughs> now. There's a first time for everything. If you give an intro to, like that to a woman and you're like proposition why she should fuck you, <laughs> it'll be successful. Yep. Especially if you preface it with $200 headset and then buy her lingerie afterwards. <laughs> and she's forced to be nice to you because she works at the front desk of a hotel. <laughs> Anyway, I think we should get to the topic at hand. So who wants to go first? Growing up in a stricter Christian household, I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats. So we're just going to cross that off and don't expect me to know anything about that show. Because I just, for whatever reason, we weren't allowed to watch that. Yeah, no, that's really weird. <laughs> no Considering... independent thinking. <laughs> these, yeah. babies, these babies are independently thinking. No, you drink this Kool-Aid. They don't have God on their side. Continue to drink the tap water, honey. Fluoride is good for you. <laughs> That's very topical. <laughs> Too topical. Edit it out. <laughs> However, with that said, I was allowed to watch uh, the Thornberries. Ah, uh, uh, yes. That was like what, like second wave? Two, more uh, like yeah. third wave, actually. Third wave? Yeah, what would you yeah, consider second wave then? What about Rocket Jump then? You mean Rocket, you rocket Power? power? Uh, rocket that, power. Oh my god! I can't oh, rocket Jump's got... a YouTube show. <laughs> god damn oh it. no, that's rocket fucking Freddie W. Halo. I'm sorry. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. So hang on, then what would you consider second gen or second wave? If if Thornberries and Rocket Power are third wave, then what was second wave? I'm Most assuming... definitely second wave was like that Cl- Chloris explains it all and all that bullshit around that time. Oh, you mean like the live action shows they yeah, got? Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely the phase two rollout. So like you I... had what was it? Um what was the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which fucking love that. Actually, show. Are You Afraid of the Dark was uh, technically still part of the first wave because that aired in 1992. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So, see, I <laughs> I always cool, considered 
I, I see. I always considered like the first half of the '90s, from like '91 to '96, was the first wave. So anything that aired during that was the first wave, and then any everything that aired after that was the second wave. And the third wave didn't begin until like sometime around like the earlier mid 2000s. Then, Greg, by your by your definition, then the Thornberries and Rocket Power second wave. Yes, second wave because Thorn- while Thornberries, I remember it aired in 1998. Rocket Power first premiered in 1999, so those would technically uh, be second wave. Here, here's a cool, cool little caveat to that as well. Uh, one of the lead animators and writers for uh, Wild Thornberries actually hails from my and uh, Mike's hometown, and oh. one of the teachers who they had in high school was Mrs. Thornberry. Ah, ah, so that's where it came from. That's a that's a that's really cool. That's a cool I work with her son, or I worked with her son. I that's actually really didn't cool. even know that. That's a cool little fact. To go back, well, so Manuel, you missed that first wave, so you didn't like get into Rugrats yeah, or Dog. I watched like, a little or... bit of Rocco's Modern Life, which is really weird when you think I about that in comparison. Doug, to... Rocco's Modern Life. Oh God, Rocco's Modern Life is hands down. Like if I made like a list of my all-time favorite cartoon shows, or just like. If I just had to pick one cartoon from Nickelodeon's hey, like first wave that was my favorite, Rock I assume that's why you masturbate it. to the second episode. <laughs> that, that it all makes perfect sense. Uh, I have the whole series the whole on DVD. Circle. Like I have the whole series on. They they never they never even re-released that second episode uncut though. No, yeah, there's like three or four episodes. Rocco's Modern Life that were like they were aired once and then like when they were aired again they were like heavily edited because there were jokes in uh in them that like Nickelodeon apparently didn't catch the first time they aired like when they first showed it to them and then after they aired they realized oh shit I never got the joke until I got much older but like how the name of the chicken restaurant in that show choky chicken was a masturbation yes reference. I, I absolutely adored that and i well and i guess nickelodeon didn't realize that either until the fourth season because for the first three seasons it's referred to that and then the fourth season they changed it to chewy chicken as a kid i never understood why and then when i got older i was like oh it's a reference to whacking it okay i get you so speaking of whacking it, when you were testing out the fleshlight that we reviewed a few episodes ago did you just use it or did you like use it and use some porno or uh, Rocco's Modern Life uh, <laughs> when when you used it? Is there is there anything like that? Uh, I I use porn. I found like a really good video on uh, Pornhub and uh, let it loose on that. Okay. Speaking of letting it loose, the Rugrats was my my favorite of the original. That was another one. And that was another really good one. Rocco's Modern Life was good too. Doug. I was gonna say you you once oh, said yeah, I, that I did you really watch liked Doug. Doug. But you That's watched right. the but but Emmanuel, you watched the bastardized yeah Disney, the Disney version, version of Doug. Uh, no, where they no. completely changed like half of the voice actors for the show and like completely Cringe. ruined the characterization of uh, most of the characters. Oh my god, that was awful. I didn't watch that. I didn't even know that Disney bought it. Yeah, Disney bought it in like 1995, and then they just sat on the property for like a year and a half, and then they remembered, oh wait, we have this property we got from Nickelodeon, and then they like brought it back, but it was like absolutely atrocious, and it like only lasted another two years before they uh, ended it. Hey Arnold was really fucking good. Oh fuck! Yeah, Hey Arnold was amazing too. 
And they finally, finally made the movie that they were going to make to end the series recently. When did the live-action TV shows start? The ones like Guts, Figure uh, It that, Out, and all of that? That was like sometime around, like, I think either 93 or 94 when a lot of those shows premiered. Like Guts and Wild and Crazy Kids and uh, Legends Double of Dare. the Hidden Temple, Double Dare, Family Double Dare, like all those game shows that they created for the network. And surprisingly enough, looking back on it a lot of those game shows were really solid game shows like they were not they were really with like, legs to them yeah they they were not like dumbed down stuff for kids like they actually were genuinely entertaining game shows that were worth watching so oh my god those were really cool too that was another thing about nickelodeon's old programming was that back when their live action shows actually used to be good <sighs> and not just a way for a pedophile to bang young women Yep. I remember really early on in 30 Minutes of Mayhem, within the first probably five episodes, within that amount of time, we talked about um, old TV shows. And yeah. I remember talking about Legends of the Hidden Temple, so on and so forth. One of the reasons why I've always loved cartoons was because, like, you know, when you get a really well-written cartoon show, there's going to be, like, jokes that appeal to, like, people of all ages. And that's one of my favorite things about them. And that's, and I mean, that's why Rocco's Modern Life is still, to this day, one of my all-time favorite cartoon shows. One Another... of my favorite books is from uh, a dark time in Germany's history. It's called The Little Aryans Boy. And uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's very enjoyable. It was a popular, but it doesn't exist. It's a fake book I'm making up because I want to write it. (laughs) So fucked up. I think the key to why these shows were so successful is because they wrote stuff in the shows, Rugrats included, Mm -hmm. which appealed to the parents because no matter what, the parents are going to be watching this show. Regardless of whether they're paying attention, it's going to be on. And if they have to suffer through the same shit over and over and over by yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, my parents yeah, Spon- spongebob has not been good in years and that is so uh... by giving them a little something something yeah like while it's happening in the episode they're like ah oh, fuck that's that that shit's funny kid has no idea but that that is fucking funny and then they just move on with their whatever just give them that little bit of just that little just that little bit of something and like every episode or so is what I think one of the things that made these shows so popular is because the parents didn't want to blow their brains out the entire time that the show was yeah. on. They were just like, everyone's, they were like, oh, this show's okay. They're not going to understand that, the mature content. And then when they do, they're like, ha, that's fucking funny. And then they just move on. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's one of the keys of what made these shows so successful and uh, still stand up. And the stories themselves are pretty interesting. The writing was spectacular. Really, all I have to say is that, um, you know, Nickelodeon was, like most kids, a big cornerstone of my childhood. And even though it's, you know, pretty much nothing but crap now, I do have to say that I feel grateful for all the great memories and everything that it bestowed upon me because it was cornerstone of my childhood and without it my childhood probably would have been a lot different so thank you nickelodeon even though you're kind of shit now thank you for everything you've done in the past once again this wraps up another episode of nostalgia bomb i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll be back to 30 minutes of mayhem after this commercial break overcome by crippling debt but that private college had the best sociology program Our casters find themselves in an existential crisis. What the hell am I doing with my life? They seek donations through PayPal at 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com. Who's this Iris, and why is he taking my money? 
and Nick fights the IRS. Next time on 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the quest for more money. Prepare to be audited. Ah! So our last and final topic, obviously, hence last, is have horror movies or has the horror genre become played out? Personally, for me, I feel that the horror genre has kind of become very stale, at least in mainstream cinema. The horror genre has always had a very turbulent existence if you look like throughout the history of horror movies there's always periods of like extreme highs and then like periods of extreme lows and it always goes up and down between the two and right now i feel like we're in a period of extreme lowness right now because honestly there haven't been that many mainstream horror movies released in recent times that have really impressed me there have been a couple i will say movies like it follows and lights off were really really good uh horror and mainstream horror lights out that's right lights out they were both very 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 good mainstream horror movies but aside from them i can't really think of too many others that have come out in recent times that have you not seen it the remake of it Oh, oh yeah, the new It movie. Oh yeah, that's right. In uh, well, the new It movie was amazing as well. But those are really like the only mainstream horror movies that I've seen in recent memory that I feel I was really impressed by. The last couple of years, the best horror movies I've seen have been like movies that didn't really get a wide theatrical release or like came out straight to video streaming services or on Blu-ray and stuff like that. I feel like part of the reason is because it's fucking Hollywood, okay? They don't want originality. They want stuff that they know will sell. And I feel like with the horror movie movie genre they just go with whatever the latest trend right now and those trends have just been beaten into the dirt so much that resembles a leather bagged woman yes it resembles a leather bag woman okay that is the Um, only thing that can get you off now when you're a one-armed man with a crooked dick so (laughs) nick jump in here what do you think do you do you think that the genre is played out uh, to the extent of what Greg is saying here? To a degree, I mean, from what I see, and I'm, I've am i gone from someone who watches a lot of niche films to pretty much just, I don't have that much time anymore, so it's mainstream films. It seems like it's really played out there. Uh, I know in the games industry for years, they've said, uh, whore doesn't sell, so we're not making it. But honestly, uh, because of that mentality, there's so few and far between that once a good whore game does come out, it, got, it goes highly appreciated. Whenever that aliens horror game came out alien isolation yeah that came out about three years ago yeah whenever that well i know but um there wasn't much on the platforms at that time no one else was doing horror and it 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 was actually a pretty solid entry i mean frustrating at times but overall a solid game much like with horror movies in order to find good horror games you got to kind of delve into the whole like indie games because there's a lot of really well-made indie horror games out there but with big triple a title games now there's very few and far between for uh because they they, they just never sell enough to make budget i mean even even this most recent resident evil is being called a failure that was the big headline uh, from i think it was capcom was it sold well but not enough so the thing about me with horror movies is i generally stayed away from horror movies for a long time 
it's only like been like maybe the past what I'd call my adult life. There's a lot of tropes that are played out. Something I don't like is uh like it could be done pretty well and sometimes it's just needed but like jump scares and shit. That doesn't really like set up the horror atmosphere, it just makes you like oop. There was a jump. There are good ones and there's bad ones. And like Conjuring was a pretty good horror movie, the first one. I, I didn't see the next two, but that one was pretty good. And like even its jump scares were like really subtle ones. The one that everybody remembers, of course, is like when you see the face. Wait, are you talking about the Conjuring or are you talking about Insidious? Oh shit, I think I'm talking about Insidious. He, he, I'm sorry. He's talking about Insidious, which yeah, um, I uh, but it, my big issue with Insidious was it it starts out like a horror movie and then it pretty much devolves to a comedy by the end it uh i, never, yeah. I like the a really creepy movie. one though look like, like a like shitty spirit world shit it was like that was pretty funny maul. but it was also really like uncanny valley shitty cosplay of darth maul i was like hang on was that darth maul like he, he's force projecting himself into this movie what the hell is going on here right now uh is, is he on the sith home world force projecting himself yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. you want to point out before so, you go ahead uh insidious is the one with gall right or ghoul whatever the fuck it is I think, right? no but, that wait what no, no you're thinking you, of uh, you're thinking of sinister sinister oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> god damn it you're just mixing everything I've, I've, up. I've seen so many conjuring get them all. sinister was actually pretty good i like yeah the really first like sinister, sinister do not watch <gasps> sinister 2 sinister 2 was a oh no i like wreck. sinisters too i haven't sinister seen 2 before. fucking sucked is that the one where if you see the thing or whatever you're gonna die? Like, and it has, that's like... the ring. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Oh fuck! Oh god, they're all the same. They're all the same fucking movie. Oh, what's what's the other Japanese horror one no, that came the... out the same time as The Ring? The Grudge. Oh, and you're the ta- Grudge. Yeah, they're so, all the fucking same. No, I'm was ta- that the same Asian screaming boy they had in both of them? I think so. I think we have exhausted this topic. Yeah, um, let's let's wrap it up. I got dinner on the table ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> okay, so... Take um, us home. Take us home, Mike. That does it for another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I have been your host. My name is Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts... Greg. And Nick. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, all those different locations, and donate to us on PayPal using 30 Minutes of Mayhem at gmail.com. And uh, that's it for this episode. I really hope you guys have enjoyed it, and later, fellas. <laughs>